Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wild. Welcome back to Wild On Season 5, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wild world of wrestling and witchcraft on Wednesdays. Today's guest was the first Australian female wrestler to be signed to World Wrestling Entertainment. She started training at the tender age of 13. Since, she has become a social media influencer, most popular known for being a foodie, traveler, beauty, and professional wrestler. Ladies and gentlemen, my girl, Tennille Dashwood. One thing I want to debunk, I don't know if all wrestling fans think that or, you know, you're you're a stunningly beautiful woman, you're an Instagram influencer, but you got into wrestling at 13 years old. You weren't a model getting into this. How the fuck did you get into wrestling at 13? Well, far from a model, <laughs> especially back then I was like a little tomboy, like, you oh, know, just wore like tracks like matching track suits all the time and, you know, hung out with the guys. Yep. Yeah, so that was me. But I watched wrestling since I was like eight years old, probably uh, around then, with my big brother Jake and oh. um, just kind of fell in love with it. Uh, and back then, like with in Australia, there's no like amateur wrestling or Olympic wrestling. So it was, you know, that was it, just like sports entertainment type wrestling. And, yeah, I just fell in love with it and I thought, well, I need to – find somewhere to train and learn how to do this <laughs> that's crazy you're so young I, I it's unbelievable like when I talked to Tony Storm she started very young too and I I, I don't know if it's uh the island over there if you guys get into your system younger or <laughs> well, maybe it's just because they're a little more lenient too because I don't think you can train that young most places no and I was persistent and like, I'm a bit stubborn so I was just like I want to wrestle I want to wrestle I want to wrestle and even my mom for, I think it was about a year, she stalled and tried to get me to change my yeah. mind. And then eventually she's like, I'll just take you. <laughs> now is, is your brother your biggest fan? Is he still a wrestling fan? Yeah. He literally will send me like clips of wrestling and like flashbacks and stuff every Aww. week. And he'd be like, this is cool about this move. What about this? Oh, it's cool. And <laughs> you did this. Like that's, I, I laugh and joke. Cause that's like our conversation. I'm like, we don't really talk about anything else. That's amazing. I love that though. Yeah. It's good. And what about your parents? They they must have had their apprehensions, like you said. Are are they into everything now? Like obviously you've been extremely successful and my mom has always been my biggest fan. She's been, you know, my support through everything. So when I was first starting, like I said, she didn't necessarily want me to wrestle, but at the same time she wanted just to, because it's like a male dominant sport too, yeah. and especially all the way back then, she just wanted me to be safe really and kind of, you know, be protective mom. Like, Yeah, she was a good mom. Yeah. yeah, so she she would come with me to watch my training and to oh. like the shows and hang out. And then she just became like everyone's mom, basically, <laughs> you know, wrestling family. So She's always been a huge support. You know, the first person I called when I got my contract with WWE was my mom and oh. like crying my eyes out. <laughs> so she's been there for everything. I still will every day, well, not every day, but you know, Most whenever days. I feel like I need to talk to someone or I've got something going on, I'll just get on the phone with my mom. So oh. she's awesome. Um, my dad, he's, he's lived overseas a lot of my life. Okay. We are not as close and... I guess probably took a, a lot longer for him to come around to it. He kind of was like, you know, you're going to go 
to university, you're going to get a degree, right? You're going to do these things. And, and I guess probably thought that I would snap out of it. Ah, okay. And I didn't. <laughs> but I joke now, like, uh, it worked out all right for me, so. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, it worked out all right. So I guess it took probably a while, but maybe by the time I was actually signed to WWE and kind of doing big things, he started to realize the extent of it. And, you know, when people from his work or people that worked for him were coming up saying, like, I saw your daughter on TV or this and that, then I think he started to be like, oh, hang on a minute. This is yeah. like a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then I think then it all started to change. Like then he'd start gloating about me to be spread. So so it took a while for him to come around, but uh, he's proud too. That's wonderful. Now you obviously started your training in Australia, but then you went to the great white North. You came to my neck of the woods. You ended up at Lance Storm's wrestling school in Calgary. How, 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 why? (laughs) And yeah, it sounds very random, doesn't it? Um, Especially coming from Australia, but yeah. Back then, um, I'd been training in Australian wrestling and I just thought I need to do something like bigger and mm-hmm. across the pond to get noticed or to get where I want to be because there was just this big kind of disconnect between Australia and wrestling, you know, in the, the northern hemisphere. Right. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to make it to the, the big time, basically. So I... Uh, had a friend at the time who had just come back from training with Lance Storm Mm -hmm. and I just, and his name is Carlo Cannon and he's out in Melbourne. And so he was telling me all about it. And I just thought, well, maybe that's the next step for me is to get professionally trained somewhere. And I've heard, had heard nothing but good things about Lance. So I just kind of on a whim picked, just was like, I'm just going to go to Canada and just see what happens, you know? So I'd already been saving up all my money because I knew that I wanted to go overseas to train from when I was young. Um, I just knew that there wasn't any way for me to get where I wanted staying in Australia. So I, you know, I was already prepared. I had the money saved. It was just a matter of where and when. And at that point I'd been in university for about a year studying um, a business degree. I just thought I can do this like pretty easily. This is not, you know, not a stress, not hard, but am I enjoying it? Not really. So I just thought I'm going to just, go to Canada so I booked a flight and just kind of took off booked his school for three months and and yeah good for you I don't like staying there I think multiple times I came and went to Calgary and like helped train the next class or just would just sit there and watch other people wrestle and take notes and right good for you so you really put the legwork in I I admire that very much so because that's quite a culture shock really like we speak the same language but there's so many different things yeah, and I was 19 when I first moved, so I was pretty young. Ooh, yeah, that, that's actually the first time I left my – technically, I moved out on my own was when I first signed to WWE. I think I just turned 20, and I was like – So oh, young. So young. Like, you know, there's so many benefits. You grow up fast, but there's probably some emotional stunting that goes on because you're constantly coping. <laughs> and you're just kind of in that bubble of, like, excitement and drama and stress and pressure oh, and everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. And we make mistakes and unfortunately it just becomes internet knowledge. But you try growing up in, you know, away from home and around a bunch of really good looking in shape people, shit happens. Yeah, exactly. It's life. <laughs> life experiences and like you said, it happens kind of more quickly than for some other people. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Now you started wrestling obviously so young, but you know, prior to was there anything else in your life that was really important be it sports or did you play a musical instrument or was there anything in school that really inspired you 
I never did any other sport. I, I mean, I played yeah. plenty of sports, but nothing to the extreme where I was like re- with wrestling. Right. Um, I was just kind of, you know, dabbled in a few different things. Um, and outside of that, uh, literally, I was just stuck on wrestling. But the only other thing I would say that I really had interest in was um, food. Food. <laughs> I loved like cooking okay. yeah, no, and eating. <laughs> but I loved, but what I was studying was like a hospitality business degree. So ah. I was interested in you know, the whole hospitality field in cooking stuff and the behind the scenes. And, and I still am a huge foodie. Are you? I've done my own cooking shows. I've, I post stories of meals when I eat out. Like I'm still the same. So I love the taste of Tadeel. Is that, is that something you want to keep on going? Well, I find that I do it for a period of time, usually when I have more time. Of course. Or, you know, like when COVID started again, I thought, okay, let me go do Taste of Snail again. And yeah. People are all me about it when's it coming back so I did that and then I started getting real busy again so it kind of has to go on a back burner but yeah there's always still like an interest somewhat in food and uh, ideas I have going on about how I can evolve things like having my own show one day right or I can travel hosting you know food and travel show that something like that is definitely something I aspire to but it's just all in the works all ideas I'm constantly going through my head of course we should do a taste of Tennille with Taylor Wilde and review the catering food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. We'll pitch it. <laughs> now, being as you were on the indies for a long time, did you have any serious injuries? On the independence, I had a lot of problem with my shoulder. Oh. And my right shoulder. And at that point, it was mainly just like dislocations. Uh. It was just kind of became, you know, wear and tear led to a dislocation. And then after you do it one time, it's kind of prone to it. So yep. it just kept happening. And that was throughout, you know, Australian wrestling and training with Lance and all of that. So by the time I got to, um, I went to my tryout with FCW and was offered a contract finally. That's when I went for medical tests and they said, you know, you're going to have to do something about that shoulder before we hire you. So, oh. so I had one, I had one like this open tryout and offered a contract out of like all the people that they offered me the contract. And then I was like, oh crap. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I had to go, I was living in Canada. I had to move back to Australia to get the surgery and waited like a, almost a year and a half to get my shoulder good to go. And then luckily um, they still wanted me. So I could start back with the contract that I won. Wow. Well, I'm glad uh, that all got sorted out because, as you know, if they hire you and they fix it during your time, that can be that could be your demise as is, just a simple injury. Well, it, it happened there too. Oh, did it? Oh, jeez. Yeah. When I was, I was in a big match in like, I would say we were on tour in like, it was at Manchester or somewhere around the UK. We're on a tour yeah. and it was like a tag match. And I, I was wrestling at the time in the ring with Sasha and just like an accident, my arm got caught on the rope while she was doing a move and it just tore it. Oh so at that God. point it was a very bad injury. I was out for like a, I did, well, I tried to not have the surgery cause I, like I said, I'm stubborn and yeah. I didn't want to have time <laughs> off and I, you know, you don't want to lose my spot. So I was always like, I just need to stay on TV and just keep, just push through. Yeah. So I tried that. Um, and then it just kept dislocating even after I rehabbed for a month straight, um, intense rehab. So I ended up having a surgery again and then it just like, the, it goes on and on. Then that didn't wow. fix it properly. So I had another surgery. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. And I had one on my back too. And I had a, a big feud with, uh, Becky Lynch that was brewing and we had just started it. And then we we're like one or two matches into this feud and then, uh, herniated a disc in my back. And you had to have a surgery for that. Yeah. 
I was mm-hmm. off for a while for that one too. That so that kind of ruined that. Jeez. <laughs> oh, what was the recovery like with your back surgery? That one was not as bad as a shoulder actually. Really? Yeah, because it was just a herniated disc and I didn't need a fusion or anything. So they basically cut the, basically when I landed, there was, I just took a bump. So the, yeah. it was wear and tear again. I had been having issues, but no one could work out what it was. Okay. And then I took this bump and I felt like a pain and I just thought, oh, I might have just pulled a muscle or something. Ignored it for a few days. As you do. <laughs> to the point where I couldn't stand or sit or lay down or anything without being in pain. And I was having to like lift my arm above my head to try alleviate the pain, right. uh, which all makes sense eventually because when I got the MRIs, it showed that the disc had like squirted out so hard that it had like disconnected and it was like poking into my spinal cord. So oh my God. it was like emergency surgery. Within a week I was in surgery and once they took it out for yeah. that piece, it was like instant relief. Then it was just a matter of the, you know, the scar healing and doing the rehab. So it only took maybe like three or four months after for what you would think, you know, it's a scary thing, a back surgery. Yeah. But before that, like my, well, my shoulder, even with these later ones I had, it was like nine months, 10 months before I could get it anywhere near normal. It just took so long to rehab it. Shoulders are so many layers. I don't know, like if people don't know, like the tendons and the ligaments and there's so much muscle and your body always overcompensates. And by the time something goes wrong, it's it's too far gone. Not to mention like, you know, when you first get the shoulder surgery done, you're in a sling and can't move it for about six weeks. Like just can't use your arm. It's just a pain. That's yeah. happened three times to me now. So was there ever a moment after a major surgery that you thought, fuck it, that's it? No. <laughs> Good for you. I almost like ha- wait for the moment where I think, am I going to stop or am I going to go, okay, that's enough. No more wrestling. Yeah. It's a real mental game because to actually say to yourself, I'm not going to wrestle anymore. And I talk about this sometimes it would be such a major decision for me. Yeah. Not wrestle. Even if I like eased off it a bit or whatever it was. Right. To say I'm not doing it now, it would be like crazy. <laughs> it's my whole life. Yeah. Th- this is what you've been doing since you were 13. Like it's, it's part of oh, who you are. Yeah. Yeah. To not wrestle would be a huge shock to the system. Of course. Now you were with WWE for a while, 2011 to 2017. That's a long career. Like my career lasted a whopping 12 months. The one thing I can't fathom is your name is so stunning to How the hell did you end up with Emma? <laughs> Well, well, as you would know, back especially back then, now yeah. they let people use their real names yeah. a lot. Uh, so best, especially back then, they there was whatever copyright and all those things. So you couldn't use your real name. So when I first started, they said, give me a list of names. And I, I remember I gave like a list, I don't know, probably like 20 names or something. Yeah. And they were like two part names too. Like I had a last name, <laughs> but they just went ahead and went, oh, out of all of these, we'll just pick this name, but without that. So just Emma. And I was like, oh. Just, just Emma, eh? <laughs> well, like they came back with two options. It was like Emma or like Adeline was the other one. And I thought, okay. Adeline, what is that even? I'm like, I guess it's a nice name, but like, it's not like catchy. It's not easy right. to say. It's not like... Adeline people will forget or yeah Emma is simple everyone will be able to say it I can you know make puns with Emma which I did plenty of um <laughs> you know the evolution and uh, all those things I I use that to the maximum so of course. I, I just made, found a way to make it work 
Now, in in contrast, being with Impact, like uh, like yourself, I've been on both sides, and they're so drastically different. Even if we're just talking about the environment backstage, what for you has been the biggest difference? What's been like the biggest positive you've taken? A, a lot of it would be like creative freedom. Yep, would be a big big one. You know, and I, I wouldn't say like I regret anything in my career. Um, I love everything I did at WWE. And I think right now, this is where I'm meant to be right now in my career with impact. So, you know, everything has made me more appreciative of where I am. Yeah. And that's like, you know, comes with the pressure of WWE. Sometimes you're not on TV and you're, you're constantly pitching and trying. And sometimes you don't get listen, heard, you know. Right. Or you don't get the opportunities that you uh, have worked for. And some people get the opportunities that you might have wanted or pitched or whatever it is so so I feel like it's very rewarding and impact coming from that experience to be heard for one agreed have input into creative you know storylines and and what you're doing as far as your own character because I've always been told this um in all my training is like you know your own character better than anyone else does yes you know of course I I love getting help and feedback and all that because that you know using other people and throwing ideas around always helps you but if you have I feel like if someone's telling you what to do and it's not authentic then you're not going to do it well so um so being you know close in that like close tight-knit kind of family where you know you're asked for your opinion and you you listen to and you get to do things that you're excited and happy about and I'm always on too as well like I'm always on tv I'm not just I don't don't turn up and just go oh they don't want me today I'll just sit here Yes. You know, like I'm putting my uh, talents and my efforts to use. So yeah. that is um, a big difference for me. Yeah, And you nailed it for me. It's always been like wrestling is wrestling wherever you go. But Impact, formerly TNA, it's always been this family vibe. And yeah. it's, it, you know, it's, it's a business. Maybe it's because there's not the same level of money flowing, but... you know we're dysfunctional everyone fights but you're you're rewarded for your good efforts and you're scolded if you're a dick and that just doesn't simply it doesn't exist on the other side yeah Um, and there's a there's a big disconnect between like the talent and the authority or you know whatever it is so like I felt and especially because I was it's not I'm not saying it's other people's fault necessarily it was probably me as well being younger and then being intimidated and and not really being you know knowing myself as well as now I'm very confident in myself I know what I have to offer and I know what I deserve you know and I think back then I was a bit caught up in things whereas I would try really hard to 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 get people's attention to show like how much I want to be on you know I was constantly pitching things and ideas but at the same time sometimes you don't even know if what you're saying is getting to the the top people exactly Whereas like an impact, I talk to Scott, I talk to, yeah. you know, like I talk to the writing team and yeah. um, I just text them earlier today, you know, like we're talking about what's happening. So I don't feel like that um, I don't even know if people care what I'm saying or yeah. anything like that. It's a great feeling. Like you're in control of your creative integrity. And like, of course, it's not going to be everything, but it, it makes a better show because you're excited to do what you're writing. Yeah, um, Exactly. So it's it's a cool place to be right now. And I think the knockouts division, of course, I'm biased, but it's it's really diverse. It's really exciting. And it's very reminiscent of the era I was a part of where, you know, the knockouts were probably one of the most important segments on the show. And, you know, that you simply can't get that in other professional companies on TV. 
Yeah, and it's, they've still kind of kept that high standard. Yes. More recently too, uh, I know you mentioned like they don't have as much the money flow or whatever it is, but, you know, Impact is a huge company and yeah. yes, they are making very smart decisions on picking up talent that, um, you know, is fresh out of contracts and mm-hmm. that are in demand. Diona Perrazzo is a good example of it. And there's a really good roster of women right now. It's just a test to how much they're paying attention, listening to the fans, which yes. is very yes. important. I agree. And it, you're right. Uh, there's very good business decisions being made, which is good for all of us. Yeah. And it's fun. to get in the ring with you and kick your ass. Yeah, bring it, girl. Bring it. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. I never really pictured that that would even be possible. So this is awesome. I know. I'm very excited. I've got so many ideas. And obviously you do too. So yeah, yeah. But now you, you've under, you've taken into the Instagram world of influencers and you're living in Mexico. And how, how did this all come about? This is amazing. So that kind of ties into what I was saying. I've been working on my life outside of wrestling too for a long time now, because I figure eventually I'm going to, you know, need to slow down or your body can't take all the wear and tear constantly. Yeah. I didn't want to just be all of a sudden like, oh, that's it. It's I'm done with the wrestling and now what do I do? You know, like yeah. I'm never going to work a nine to five job. It's just not for me. Yeah. And I've I've done over the years a lot of stuff uh, involving my fans and, you know, Taste of Steel and all that stuff where I'm showing that I love to cook, I love food, I love to travel. And I've been like involving my fans in my life for a long time and that's all part of like building my brand I guess yep for for what's to come you know when I stop wrestling as much or even in the meantime with COVID we haven't been you know free as frequently traveling and wrestling right so yeah I I spend a lot of time in my social media building that um having that like rapport with my fans and and I guess with all this COVID situation like we know it's been hard to travel and I normally like want to take off every second week you know I go home for a week and go okay I'm bored now I'm gonna (laughs) go somewhere so Mexico was like a good option of somewhere nice to base like right I'm right by the water the the beach the sun like it's good weather there's good people here COVID is not like I'm sure COVID is around but everyone yeah that I know around has been safe and well right and you know, a lot of things are outdoors here as well. And then my boyfriend's moved over from the UK too. Oh, oh wow. Perfect place for us to live in base and like, you know, enjoy a happy life outside of COVID restrictions. <laughs> Mexico is actually where I want to end up in a few years. So I'm probably going to pick your brain. Yeah, well, I mean, by all means. And we're in uh, Playa del Carmen right now. Okay. I had no, I've been to Mexico a number of times, but never yeah. spent like this long here. And like, this is like the perfect place. We, we, we say it all the time. Like we're so glad that we and decided to stay here because it's so many people come and this go, Oh, I think I'm just going to stay here. Oh, it's <laughs> so nice and easy lifestyle. Yeah. I was in Maya de Rivera, Rivera de Maya. I was get. Yeah, it's like uh, the area. Yeah. Yeah. And I was there for about two weeks. And I had been to Mexico for wrestling before, but never on holiday. And I was like, you know what? This is this is the life. Like everyone's happy. It's such a chill vibe. It's like healthy. You're by the water. And I just thought that no, I'm I'm gonna end up here one day. It's just And I'm always tanned now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a win win. Don't rub it in. <laughs> It was just snowing about an hour ago. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I yeah. can't deal with snow or cold weather for I don't know too long. Yeah, <laughs> for a, yeah. for a trip or something, then I'll do it, but right. not for like 
yeah, life. I'm not, not for six, eight months out of the year. <laughs> Well, I'm so happy that we had a chance to speak today. And I like to end all my episodes exactly the same. I do kind of a speed speed round. It's 10 tailor-made questions, but don't rush through any of the questions. I just, it's just, you go as fast or as slow as you want. So name, name one beauty product you can't live without. I'm bad. I'm bad with makeup. I don't like wearing makeup at all. I don't. Beauty products. Like I will avoid it every other day if I can. Yeah, me too. For me, it's skincare products. No, I'm not even, don't even. I don't. Really? Oh, no. I'm so jealous. I don't bother. I'm really lazy with like skincare and all, all that. I don't know. If I'm going to do my makeup, like I just need a good pair of lashes maybe. Let's go with that. Lashes. Love it. What is your favorite exercise? I was just say like weightlifting. Perfect. Um, what is your biggest pet peeve? I get really agitated or irritated with like when people make little noise or fidgety things. <laughs> So like, I just thought of it. My boyfriend does like he if he sits on the couch, he does this thing with his toes where they're they're like flicking constantly. And I was just like, I said to him yesterday, if you do that one more time, I'm gonna cut your foot off. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Humans are so weird. <laughs> fidgety things. I'm like, what? What is that? Stop that. Because you're very calm, you you always seem to be on like the same level. So I I could see th- I could see how that irritates you. You're always very it's like, like a rage inside <laughs> until <laughs> I snap. <laughs> you just have two switches. I like it. <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush? Oh, um, I don't really have one. That's okay. Like I'm not really like that yet, but I will say. One of, I'm not going to say who, but someone sent me someone sent me a little image of uh, what's his name, David Beckham, yesterday. Oh yes, <laughs> laughing because it's it was just like this thing of his ass basically. But he had a watch <laughs> on, so they said, "What a nice watch that is!" But you'd basically just like look at his ass. <laughs> my anonymous friend was like, "Look at that thing," <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know what that was." <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Beckham's nice ass. I mean, watch. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. What is your favorite band or artist? Uh, I like a lot of like house music um, and like uh, even just like pop music is on the, yeah. the radio and the charts. But I would say like Chainsmokers is like a big kind of go to for okay. me. I've seen them live a number of times and they're just, they're like one of the best people I've seen live. So, oh, do you like electronic music festivals and yeah. stuff? Ah. Not like huge, like, you know, trance and like deep, you know, but like yeah. how deep house and like uh, drum and bass and like just kind of chill, like oh. dance music. Yeah. Cool. I wouldn't have picked you for that. But uh. these dance moves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things you can do while seating, sitting. <laughs> do you have a secret vice like drinking a glass of wine in the shower? Honestly, I've never done that. No, you should. I, 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 but I do enjoy like a margarita every now and then. Okay. Margarita's good. It's okay. Mm. Yeah, fresh, not syrup. (laughs) No, 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 the real thing. (laughs) What wrestler has the best entrance music? I mean, there are a number of people at Impact, like Mm. uh, Rosemary's entrance is like... Yes. What is your drink of choice? Doesn't have to be alcoholic. Um, Well, the boring answer to that is water. (laughs) I drink water just like all the time. I don't, unless I'm out and... Going for a drink or a meal, yeah. uh, we'll just 27 drink water. I have, I have my, my. Me too, as I. 
chairs. Like the one thing I always have with me is like my water. Yeah. Well, you know, as stupid as it sounds, I feel like with aging, that is like the best, not anti-aging, but you, if you're not hydrated, you start looking like a dried out apple. Yeah. yeah you feel like, like crap. crap too. Yeah. What has been your most embarrassing moment in the ring? Like, uh, botch or wardrobe malfunction? I was just talking about this the other day too. I don't know. It's funny. I don't know why you're asking me all these things I've just spoke about. I'm in your mind. Yeah, because, well, I was actually talking about how embarrassing it would be if you had to, like, if you, like, shit yourself in the room. <laughs> I haven't done that. Let me just specify. Or, Damn it. But um, I was saying that would be so embarrassing because we watched something and I think someone, I don't know, I'd heard a story of one of the boys doing it or something. Yeah. And also um, someone had a, so then I was talking about this wardrobe malfunction somebody else has had. Ah. Hey, haven't had anything like that. Okay. Definitely, like, done an embarrassing, like, trip or fall off the yeah. apron or something like that. But fingers crossed. Touch wood, wherever it is, that I don't have any of those really bad moments. What was the embarrassing wardrobe malfunction that the anonymous person had? Um, it was at WrestleMania. <laughs> we were, yeah, that's why we're talking about oh. it because it was kind of recent. And um, mm-hmm. I, it was, like, that big women's match we had. And I was doing um, – it was like, what, 2014 or something. I was okay. doing like this. I went to do my tarantula on the ropes and their top had like broken. So basically they would go like this. And I kept thinking like, stop doing that. I need to do my tarantula. <laughs> I need to get my shit in. So, um, so they were like trying to hold it. And then eventually I managed to get their arms hooked. And I think my legs held their top on. <laughs> and then afterwards they like, you know, bailed to the outside and they were like, somebody help me. You know? Oh, no. But- broken and off basically so so um, funny yeah i don't know somehow it didn't end up too bad as bad as it could have been <laughs> let me get my shit in stop being selfish okay, this is wrestlemania dude i got like spot <laughs> like this is it in saying that i had no idea her top was broken i was of like thinking, what's she doing like we just got to get to the spot <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Those are those moments that you look back at. And you're like, how did that even happen? Well, we were all laughing. She was like, I couldn't do it because my top was going. On. I was like, oh, it's so difficult. Like, what's your problem? Learn how to work, Jesus. <laughs> Last one. Finish this lyric. Work, 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 work. I don't even. I can't even remember. It's not all just work, 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 work. (laughs) That's it. All you had to add on was work, work, work. Okay, okay. It was like a trick question. I felt like pressured them. Uh, (laughs) Was there more work? (laughs) 